like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? And welcome to episode 70 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Man, first of all, welcome to the 70s, man. We made it. I guess we can call this that 70s show. No? Still Electrified? Oh, okay. All right. Hey man, made it to the 70s, the 60s were good, like I said, now it's time for the 70s, let's see what the 70s got for us, alright, listen, I'm very excited today, this is going to be a great episode, we got a lot to talk about, we got a lot of football looking through today, a lot of football, we're going to talk um, Seahawks 49ers, what a game that was man, I, t- I told y'all, I told y'all, listen, I went back and listened to um, episode 55. That's the NFL kickoff show. A lot of things are happening that I said would happen. And I cannot wait to revisit some of those sound bites at the end of the season. But uh, we're going to talk NFC playoff picture. We're going to talk about the matchup between Aaron Jones and CMC this weekend, this past weekend. I'm going to talk Lamar versus Michael Vick. It's, it's time to have that conversation. It is. And, and some of y'all are not going to like it. But it's time to have that conversation. I want to talk about Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers making their return to the playoff picture. Also, you know, we're going to talk about this Chase Young situation and uh, Bam and LSU. And also, man, I want to talk about phones in the locker room. Cell phones in the locker room. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. <clears throat> but first, before we get to anything, before we get to anything of substance of importance, Friday, on Friday, I said, the zone should have put this KSI and Logan Logan Paul card head up with UFC. Didn't I say that? I'm not crazy. Friday, I came in here, I came on here, and I said, if you wanted to go head up with UFC 244, this is the card you should have done it with. Would have been a bigger draw, a new audience, and you know they wouldn't they wouldn't have been watching the MMA. In the first place. So, me being the genius that I am, the numbers came out last night. And Logan Paul versus KSI is now the zone's most successful fight. Highest, uh, the the best buy it's had. It's outsold Canelo and Anthony Joshua's fight from this year, last year. Uh, the highest UK buy. Uh, rate for the zone, bro. This is insane. Two YouTubers were able to outsell the best boxer in the world and one of the most recognizable heavyweights in the world. Not only did they do that, they sold out the Staples Center. There were more celebrities at this fight than probably the Canelo. I've never seen anything like this in my life. From watching boxing to now covering boxing. This is pure madness. I don't know if this is good or or what, but I can tell you one thing. All of the Zone's fights could probably sell better than they have. The Zone does not do a great job of promoting their fights. They don't. I don't, I, I bro, if I didn't follow them on Instagram or certain boxes, I would not know they had a card on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
they don't have that many commercials, like commercial time here, and, and it's because it's a UK company coming over here. But you would think that there would be a, 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 like for Canelo. Canelo didn't just fight some scrub; he just fought Sergey Kovalev. That fight was barely promoted, so of course the pay per view buys are going to be low. You guys aren't promoting your own fights. You are. You guys don't have that many subscribers because you're not promoting well. But Logan Paul and KSI, are you serious? That's crazy, man. That that's that's really nuts. Like that's really I've I've never heard of anything like this before. Two guys, YouTubers, highest pay per view bought fight of the Hey man, respect to him. Congrats. Congratulations to everybody involved, man, because that is crazy. Oh, and the fight was awful, by the way. God awful. Not even don't even have to talk about that. The whole card was trash. But moving on. So last night, I told you guys I was waiting for this these games. Seahawks and forty nine games. I think November I think Friday also told y'all that November will tell you the truth. November if I didn't, if I didn't, I would have to go back and listen. But let me let me see. I may or may not have given you guys this stick, but if I haven't, and you haven't heard it, I'll, I'll run it down to you again. September. See, September will lie to you. September will have you thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the chiz. I'm the man. You know, nobody can stop me. I'm the truth. You feel me? Like, September will have you feeling invincible. Now, October, October will keep gassing you up. You'll still be alive right now saying gas him up. You know what I mean? Like, October will keep you afloat. October be like, bro, you still got this. No matter what happens this month, you still a man. You still the truth. Blah blah blah. Now November, hmm. November won't lie to you. November tell you like it is. November will show who's real and who's not. And that's just that's just real. That's real. November will tell you. A lot of teams have been, you know, that show their true colors will be shown in November. Cause everybody's not healthy. You know, these are t- tougher games, tougher schedule. You know, things b- things will come into light. And last night we saw who the 49ers are. I'm not saying they're frauds. I'm not saying they're frauds. But what I'm saying is I knew what was going to happen last night. I called it. Came in here and told you guys what was going to happen on Friday. And it all happened. Great game, though. Game of the year, for sure. Oh, hold on. Let me see. I, I did a Twitter poll, like, literally right after the game last night. I did a Twitter poll, and uh, I put this I put this game up against the, um, what's it called? The, C, the uh, Chiefs and Rams game from last year. So, let's see. Hold on. Let me see what the poll is, where the poll is now. Um... Oh yeah, they didn't, <laughs> Twitter wasn't having it. So right as of right now, we got eighty-three um, percent says the Chargers. I mean, excuse me, the Rams versus the Chiefs, and seventeen percent says Seahawks versus Forty uh, ers But bro, both games are crazy. The last night was insane. Last night was insane. I enjoyed the game. Um, great Monday night game. You know, we we really haven't had that many great Monday night games in a long time. So that was great. But um. I will say the refs tried to take that game away from the Seahawks last night. And it was evident from the beginning. I don't like to blame the refs 
you know, we, we have the conversation about the refs all the time. But it was just a lot of, you know, weird call like whistles last night. Like, prime example that really made me upset and when I saw I, I yelled at the TV, I said, Russ, they trying to take this from me. We all know watching quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, who else am I missing? You guys know what I mean. Quarterbacks who are never never sacked. It's not, the play is never over with them because at any moment they can escape. You think you got them, but you don't. Last night, Russell Wilson was almost sacked. It was third and ten. He was almost sacked. He escaped and, and broke out of two tackles. He, he stumbled and fell forward for at least five yards. Had, I, 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 it had to have been five yards. It would have been third and five. But instead, they blew the whistle. Late, though. Late. It was a late whistle. And they ruled him down. They ruled him down. So, uh, a crazy Russell Wilson uh, Houdini trick and and advancing the ball five yards that 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 that's what we we went from that to third and 16 are you serious are you serious like like for real, are you serious it's crazy man the refs the refs have been in their bag but last this weekend in particular they were really in their bag off the 49ers game real quick just like Packers and Panthers, Gerald McCoy sacked Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, no, no, no. He didn't sack him. He was in on the tackle. Whatever it was, he really didn't land on Rodgers, like full body weight, but they threw the flag anyway. And that allowed the Packers, that was right before the half, they drove all the way down the field. Granted, they got no points because Gerald McCoy stopped Jamal Williams right before the half. And I was, hey, that's poetic justice. Y'all trying to take... You know, y'all tried to, y'all y'all called the flag on the man for no reason, and he stopped the play. That was great. That was a great play by Gerald McCoy, and great play for the Panthers. So now you can't say that that flag cost them the game. You know, maybe the Panthers could have gotten points, but you know, who who knows what would have happened there. <laughs> but what I was whole point is, the refs have to relax. They have to relax. Uh, but yeah, man, they, the, the refs were definitely, in, you know, heavily involved in the game last night. Heavily involved in the game last night. Uh, I will say that the 49ers' defense is real. That I will say. This even even without Quan Alexander, this defense is real. Their front is legit. But like I said, they were going to have problems containing Russ. They did. They they got to him, but containing him. He was able to move around and make those crazy plays last night. And that's what led, ultimately led to them losing the game. Uh, we'll say that Jimmy G is not not so much. Not so much. But I told you guys this. All season long, you know, through that streak, up until last week, Jimmy G and, and the 49ers have been able to rely on that run. And the defense making plays. Jimmy G has never been in a position where he has actually had to play quarterback and actually duel. Wouldn't have even made it to overtime last night. Barely made it to overtime. Barely put his team in position to kick a field goal. That drive started off bad. But he finished. He did finish it. 
And I was going to give him his due. Then I saw what he did in overtime. That, not only was that bad clock management. Not only was it bad clock management. But the throws. He, every ball he threw. Was almost picked. He threw a lot of almost interceptions last night. Jimmy G could have had like four picks last night. But. Clutch time. He didn't show up. And then. Three and out. You give a minute 25 to Russ. And and then, you know, of course, they go on to win the game. So, yeah, man, it, it, it's just like, you know, I, I said it, though. I said it, though. Jimmy G was going to have to play quarterback, and, and he did, and it didn't work out too well. You know, when they were down before the defense, that, that crazy strip and return, before that happened, they were down two possessions. They weren't going to be able to run the ball for you know as as if, as they wanted to. They weren't going to be able to do the Jimmy G was going to have to throw them back into the game. It, it, it's really crazy, man. But um, like I said, it felt like a playoff game. It was great. I enjoyed the game. And um, um, oh, another takeaway: kickers had the toughest job in football, man. I would not want to be a kicker. Would not be a one. I would not want to be a kicker. Never, never, ever. But I still think Seattle will uh, win that division. By the way, I called that. I I really do. I strongly believe that that's going to happen. Uh, let's look at a couple of numbers here. A couple of numbers. I want to look at uh, Russell Wilson's numbers, and and the, the both defenses' numbers because they both played out of their minds. Uh, Russell went twenty three for thirty four, two hundred thirty two yards, one touchdown, one pick, fifty three rush yards. Russell looked like the MVP last night to me. I don't care about that pick he threw. He got a little cute with the touch pass. That was like a Madden play. I swear to like a Madden play uh, with the interception. But still won the game. That's all that matters. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo went 24 for 46, 248 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Now, now you look at that and you say, okay. Looking at it again, this is the... Jimmy G has thrown. He threw the ball forty six times last night. That's a season high. Jimmy Jimmy G has not been in a position where he's had to throw the ball over forty times this season. So now you can say the Forty ers are zero and one when Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo has to throw the ball over forty times. You know how you know they make up certain stats like that. That's that's now a stat, and I just stamped it because now you see when they can't run the ball. Jimmy G has to step up, and it just didn't look good for him last night. Didn't look good for him last night. Mm, interesting. Now, the 49ers defense, they had five sacks, one pick, five forced fumbles, and three recoveries, and one touchdown. Now, I had them on my fantasy team. They put up, what, 19 points last night? My dub was already secured, but I appreciate that because I also had Tyler Lockett playing. He didn't do anything, so great. Because I went into that game up by one point. Now, here's the thing. They could have got negative points. Tyler Locker could have not. Like, I could have still lost the game last night, but I'm glad I didn't. Shout out to the 49ers defense. Now, the Seahawks defense also with five sacks, one pick, two forced fumbles, two recoveries, and one touchdown. These defenses were going at it. I, t- I told you guys, man, the Seahawks will be back this year, man. I knew this defense with Clowney, Shaq, all them good, all those boys. And those boys was hitting last night, by the way. They were hitting. They were just, you know, and you know what? Watching that game, 
Y'all gotta stop talking about the Legion of Boom. Bro, we know the Legion of Boom is gone. Y'all don't gotta remind us every five minutes. We know that. We know it's gone. We know. We, like, this is this is common knowledge. We don't gotta keep talking about the past. This is a new era. You know, it's, it's a new whole... We're not worried about the Legion of Boom anymore. They're, they're done. It's been years since we've talked about that. Let it go. But uh, all in all, great game, great football game. Glad I got to watch it, you know, between two of the NFC's top teams. In the West But Let's look at the NFC As a whole Let's look at the NFC playoff picture really quick Not really quick Because we're going to get into some things So if the season ended today The 49ers Will sit at the 1 The Packers will sit at the 2 And the Saints will be 3 And they would take on the number 6 seed Vikings In the wild card Wild card round And the number 4 Cowboys Will take on the number 5 Seahawks In a wild card round um, I don't think it's going to finish that way. I don't. I don't see it finishing that way. I think that the Seahawks can move as high as as three or two, to be honest with you. But um, I don't see the Forty ers finishing at one. Ride, the Cowboys might not make it. That's possible. The fight, like the 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 teams. Like the four and the six, the Cowboys and the Vikings, they might not make it. But the other four teams, I think they're a lock. I, I I don't see them anybody really falling off the face of the, off their face of the earth over these last six seven weeks of football. But anything can happen. Um, but right now these are our six playoff teams. If the season ended today in the NFC, but let's look a little bit closer here though. I want to look at you know division records matter. 49ers are two and one. The Saints are one and one. The Cowboys are four and zero. The Saints are three and zero, and the Packers are three and zero. I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks are three and zero, and the Packers are you know three and zero. So you know the Saints losing to the Falcons that was a crazy loss, and that was a big loss for them. Division game, division matchup gets spanked like that is crazy. 49ers lost their first division game last night. So not only do you want to have you know your conference wins, but division wins matter. Division wins matter. Green Bay sitting at one division, no division loss, one conference loss. That's why I, when they lost to the Chargers, I was like, ah, they'll bounce back. And they did. Um, I do think that the NFC, the finish, is going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. I want to look at the top threes uh, next five. And I think, so the, So we got the 49ers, Packers, and Saints. The hardest schedule. Over the next five weeks belongs to the 49ers. It, 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 they have a tough schedule coming up. All right, so they got the Cardinals. That's the next game. This is going to be a, another tough game for them. Another tough game for them. Now, I said they was going to lose four of the next five. Um, you know, after starting with the Seahawks. That's, that was, that's one. And then um, they got the Cardinals, Packers, go to Baltimore, Go to New Orleans and then come back home and play the Falcons. That's three teams sitting with two losses, and then you got two teams with losing records. But two still two de- two scrappy teams that aren't just going to lay down for you. You know the Cardinals are not going to lay down. They got they already guys they already gave you guys a run for your money. So that right there could be three guaranteed losses and one maybe. Like this this is how hard that that's 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 pretty tough. Uh, the second hardest schedule goes to the Saints, 
They go to they go down to Tampa. Yes, Tampa's three and six, but like I said, division another division game. The Bucks do play the Saints pretty tough when they play. Got to go. Uh, they come back home against the Panthers. Another tough game. Then they go to Atlanta. Another straight division games. Then they play the 49ers. And then they go to uh, Indianapolis. I think this is the second hardest schedule simply because there are three straight uh, division matchups. Uh, one against a really good, uh, solid Panthers team. And then you got to go play the 49 Then you play the 49ers also. And who knows what the Colts will be looking like in a couple of weeks. So that's the second hardest schedule. Now, the friendliest schedule, granted, you know, it's any given Sunday. It has to go to the Packers. Look at this. So they go to, they play, they got the bye right this week. They go play the 49ers, the Jet, I mean, the Giants, the Redskins at home, the Bears at home, and then they go see Minnesota. You're telling me Green Bay can't win four of these five. They could win them all. Uh, After what I saw on Sunday, I really don't think that anybody's stopping Green Bay. I'm sorry. But nothing's guaranteed. But this schedule, you get the you get the 49ers. You play a Giants team who's pretty much, you know, you get the Vikings, the the uh the Redskins at home against a rookie quarterback. And then you you play the Bears who aren't the same Bears from last year, aren't the same Bears from week 1. At, at home And then you go see Kirk Cousins and the Vikings Again So You get a chance to go Listen You get, you got You got Three Conference games Two division games So you get a chance to add Two more Conference I mean two more division wins And three more conference wins Just Basically putting yourself In prime position To become a one seed Like this is Like it's It's, it's, it's right there for the ticket So when you look at You know the seeding you look at the Saints. They played the 49ers. If the Saints beat the 49ers and the Packers beat the 49ers, that's three losses. I really think that it's either going to go Packers Saints or Packers Seahawks. But I really think it might go Packers Saints. I think it'll go. I think the playoffs are going through, going to go run through Lambeau. That's what I believe. I believe that the Packers are going to go 14 to two, and the playoffs are going to run through Lambeau. And nobody's going to Lambeau to beat them in January. So you might as well book your flights to Miami now, Green Bay. That's that's how I see that going. That's that's the NFC playoff picture. That's how I was looking, man. It's, it's, it's shaping up to be interesting. It really is these next couple of weeks. Um, but staying on the Panthers and the, you know the Packers. Let's talk about the game Sunday. It, it it went it went the way I thought it would go. We saw the battle between the MVP candidate. And the potential, you know, you got to talk about him. You got to talk about him. Aaron Jones, he has to be in the conversation. Has to. You know, at one point he led the league with 14 touchdowns and then Christian McCaffrey tied it up. But um, but the Packers did what I told them they had, you know, what I said they had to do, man. Don't go away from what works for me. You know, Tay is going to get his, his burn. He's going to get his. But you can't go away from, you know, what works for you. And Tay had over 100, 100 yards. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet. But it's okay, you know. We won in ball games, won in ball games. So let's look at the numbers head to head. Jones had thirteen touches, ninety three scrimmage scrimmage yards, which were all rushing. Did get any receptions? Uh, three touchdowns, twenty C twenty seven 
2.3 fantasy points, and Chris McCaffrey had 26 touches, 141 yards from scrimmage, one touchdown, and 26.1 fantasy points. Now, this is the second time that we've seen Christian McCaffrey get stuck at the goal line. Same thing happened when they played the Bucks earlier this year. This is the second time we've seen this. That's that's just that's just interesting. But uh, it was a great game from both teams. Kyle Allen is a dog. He's a competitor. Did not give up. Let me tell y'all something. At the end of the game, you know, that last drive that the Panthers had, I thought the Packers were up by 12 the whole time. I was sitting on my phone. I'm I'm already planning for the bye. I'm like, yo, we got a bye next week. What am I going to do? And, and um, you know, we going into we, – we, I'm about to tweet. We about to be 8-2, eight and, eight and two, ain't it a blessing. I'm like, dog, that's crazy, you know. Then I look at this Packer page I follow, and they tweeted a sweating gif. I said, why y'all sweating? I said, the game over. I said, yo, they got to score and get the onside kick. Are you crazy? Are you dumb? Math wasn't always my, math was never my strongest subject. I was never a mathematician. I was better with language, hence why I have a podcast where I talk. So I looked a little closer. I said, oh, the Packers are up by eight. I said, they can score and go. I said, oh, defense, y'all got to strap up. I did. I had no idea that it was close. No idea. And I'm glad they did. Ben, don't break. Great team win for Green Bay. Now, talking about MVPs and everything. Talking about who was the front runner. We talk Russ, CMC, Deshaun Watson. But Lamar Jackson. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, another perfect passer rating for him. Listen, man. I don't know. I don't. And that spin move he did was crazy. And everything he's been doing this year is crazy. I strongly believe that Lamar Jackson, at 22 years old, is already better than Michael Vick. Already. Already better than Michael Vick. Better than Michael Vick. I'm sorry. I grew up doing the Vick era. I saw that with my own two eyes. But Lamar Jackson, he's just different, man. He's just different. And you want to talk. If you want to talk, you know, we've seen. We've seen it. We see it every week. But you want to look at the numbers. Lamar Jackson's sophomore season compared to Michael Vick's sophomore season. Now, I could have combined all of his starts together to make a full season, but I didn't want to dilute anything. And I didn't want to take away from what he's already done through nine football games. So, Lamar Jackson's sophomore season compared to Vick's. This is nine games compared to 15. So, uh, Michael Vick, the t- both 22 years old. Michael Vick went eight, and the Falcons went 8 6 and 1. Michael Vick went 23, I mean, excuse me, 231 for 400, 200, excuse me. <laughs> Michael Vick went 231 for 421 on um, pass attempts, completing 54.9% of his passes, six, 16 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, 2,936 yards, uh, with a, a season QBR of 81.6. And then 777 yards on the ground with eight rushing touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, 168 for 255 with 65.9% completion percentage, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, 2,036 yards, QBR of 101.7, 702 yards on the ground in six rushing touchdowns. So through nine games, Lamar is already almost eclipsing every number here. Do I need to say anymore? No, 
Okay, moving on. Talking about man, boy Lamar, the truth. Stop playing with him. Please stop playing with him. Um, let's see. Stand in the AFC North. So, I was one of these people, but I'm pretty sure there were more people who left the Steelers for dead. Man, left the Steelers for dead. I'm not gonna lie to you. One and four. You know, no Ben. You know, your quarterback, your backup quarterback got knocked out his out his helmet guard and um hey man, nobody saw this. I didn't. I didn't see this. So they trade for Minka Fitzpatrick and things start going crazy. Minka Fitzpatrick has been going nuts. It seems like every game he's either scoring or making some some play. And I didn't forget what y'all said about Mike Tomlin, man. Y'all was calling for his job. Y'all was calling for his head. It was it was somebody that said trade him to, to the Redskins. I said, you crazy? I said, come on, man. Redskins, I mean, excuse me, the, the, the Steelers are now 5-4. and 1-1 one one in the division. They're still in it. Like, they're still in it. They, they, they currently hold the sixth seed. Like, they're back. I'm not saying they're making a deep playoff run. But I will say they will give some teams some trouble. You know what I mean? Like this, they get they, they could possibly get James Conner back Thursday against the Browns. That's another division game. Listen, man, the Steelers aren't done yet. Y'all, y'all all owe Mike Tomlin an apology. I didn't say that man needed to be fired. I didn't say that. I wasn't blaming all of this on him. But I'm glad to see he's doing well. I like Mike Tomlin, man. I've always been a Mike Tomlin fan. I, I, I support the brothers, man. I always support the brothers. But um yeah man, it's still it's still this team that they're they're playing football, they're playing good defense. They're playing good man, Mika Fitzpatrick is a dog, bro. He's a dog, man. A real live dog. Um, alright. So the NCAA is, is, is bugging again. They're bugging again. So if you haven't heard, Ohio State's defensive end, star defensive end, potential uh number one draft pick, Chase Young. Has been uh, questioned to investigation by the NCAA, so he wasn't able to play in the game against Maryland this weekend. And I said Ohio State is going to play pissed off. They were already going to blow Maryland out, but now they're going to drop sixty plus on them, and they scored seventy three. So yeah, um, yeah. So so basically, he accepted some money. From a friend, let me read you what he said on Twitter uh, of what happened. Uh, just give me one moment. He put a statement out on Twitter. Let me see. I just don't understand why the NCAA is all in this young man's business. I I I just don't think is what what's allegedly going on is not that serious, man. I like, and if it's if it is true, to why he he uh. Borrowed the money Then what Like could you Oh come on man Come on Like come on Come on Free Chase Young man Hold on let me Let me pull a statement up I just had the statement Come on dog Pull it up Alright here we go Here we go Chase Young said This is on Twitter Unfortunately This is from uh, Last week When he found out He wasn't playing Against uh, Maryland Unfortunately I won't be uh, Playing this week Because of the an NCAA 
eligibility issue. I made a mistake last year by accepting a loan from a family friend I've known since the summer before my freshman year at OSU. I repaid it in full last summer and I'm working with the university and NCAA to get back on the field as soon as possible. I want to thank my family, teammates, coaches, and the whole Ohio State community for all the love and support. God bless and go Bucks. So the word is Chase says he borrowed some money from the friend to fly his girl to the Rose Bowl to watch him play. Please tell me where's the problem. Where's the problem? I've said this many times on the show, man. A lot of these guys are not coming from money, man. A lot of these guys are not coming from money. They don't have the means to fly, you know, to get their family to these games. And and, and not even, a, you know, you try to get your family there, but... To have a significant other there is even harder Because come on Both probably same age Same conditions money wise So she ain't flying out So somebody gotta get flued out Somebody gotta do it So yeah I just don't understand How is this the NCAA's business He took the money Didn't take And we're, not, and we're making it seem like It was such a, a bad thing He It's not like some random person or an agent or a sponsor gave him money to do this. It was a friend that gave him money. If it's true, a family friend gave him money to help him fly somebody out to see him play. He didn't take the money and buy a Cuban link. He didn't go buy a pair of Jordans. He didn't buy himself an Xbox. He didn't buy a, a Louis Scully. He didn't buy, you know what I mean? He didn't buy an OVO sweatsuit. Dude, he he flew his girlfriend out to see him play. I don't understand, man. I don't understand. So what they said, what the NCAA is saying, they're dead wrong for this. NCAA is saying if the loan was over $800 and Chase Young could be suspended for four games. And, of course, you know, Ohio State can, can appeal. And the four games he would miss. So right now, excuse me. It would be the Rutgers game, the Penn State game, and the Michigan game. And I guess what the fourth game would be, what, like a Big Ten title game or something like that? Come on, man. It's crucial games right here. Crucial games, man. And y'all trying to take away from him on some some BS. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Don't get it. Um, Let's see. Sticking with NCAA. Hey, man, I was able to watch the, um, the Bama game. I, I didn't I say LSU was going to win I thought I said that thought I said that Yeah Joe Burrow That boy the Heisman That boy Cole Man That boy Cole Shout out to LSU But what I didn't like Was LSU One of their players Before the game They had their phone out While the coach was giving His pregame speech And of course he said some things Some choice words about Bama Get his team fired up First of all Locker room talk Should not leave the locker room It's locker room talk and I'm not talking about when you're talking about girls or anything that you shouldn't be saying. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, team talk. Like, anything that your coach is saying to you before or after the game, that, that should be between you guys. As, as a brotherhood, why y'all do why? Why you have everything that's not needed to be broadcasted on social media, man? Same thing that we saw with AB not too long ago. Then this season, um, I think it was Tariq Cohen was on live and then somebody was naked in the background. Like, bro. The locker room is sacred, man. 
Locker room is sick. There, there should be no phones allowed in the locker room. If y'all gonna do this, no. Come on, man. Why are you on live? Yes, coach. Yes, coach. Yes, sir. Like, bro, no. You should be getting hype, not putting on a show for live. That's clown behavior. Like, really. You get like paint paint your face white, blue, and red. You're a clown. Like, come on, dog. Y'all gotta do better. Gotta do better. But uh, let's see. Let's see if we got through everything. Amen. That's all I got for you guys today. I'll be back Friday. Yes, sir. You already know what the vibes is now. Finna get out of here and get on this Disney Plus. You heard me. We got Minutemen. Let me tell you something. Minutemen is the greatest Disney Channel movie, original movie of all time. Don't let nobody tell you different. Jason Dolly was in his bag. All right? Stop playing. You got Minutemen. Luck of the Irish, you wish, all the Disney Channel shows, duh. As soon as I get out of here, going straight to the uh, the Xbox, and we getting into Disney Plus, no cap. But um, man, thank you guys for listening. Of course, as always, shout out to Stadium Scene TV and all of the creators on the network. Um, I thank uh all my listeners, supporters. You guys um support me week in week out. I appreciate you guys, man. Through 70 episodes, you guys have been, you know, great, man. I appreciate you. Make sure you keep retweeting everything, likes, subscribe, all that good stuff. Listen, man. Uh, and for the 70th, oof, oof, oof. For the 70th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.